Daily Wisdom Words. Daily Wisdom Words. Daily Wisdom Words Podcast, a writing-based podcast that takes you into the minds of writers. Yes, and we give you a whole lot of discussion. Let's get into it. Hello, welcome to another episode of Daily Wisdom Words. I am your co-host, Rini O'Day. Hey, everyone. I'm Neil Turelli, and I'm also your co-host for today. We want to thank you for joining us and give you a very warm welcome to our latest episode. Daily Wisdom Words is an online community for writers and poets all over the world. Join us at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time as we talk to some very distinguished guests, each one specializing in topics you don't want to miss. She's a poet, a Best of the Net nominee, a Pushcart nominee, author of At First and Then. Today, we're absolutely delighted to be joined by Danielle Rose. Hey, Danielle. Welcome to our show. Oh, Welcome, thank so Danielle. Thank you. Thank We're you. I'm honored. We're honored to have you. Yeah, this is so exciting. And uh, it's just, as Rini was mentioning off camera, and, and this was the same thing with me, as we read your tweets, we're like, oh my God, this is so cool. You're <laughs> like, not only yes. a good writer, but even your, I mean, everything is so articulate and classy, and we'll get to that. There's so much to talk about, um, and we have so many questions. So to set context to some of those questions. Uh, can you tell us what happened regarding uh, briefly a tweet by you? Just I know you tweeted something, a lot of people didn't disagree and then kind of went viral. So snowballed. Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 a little complicated. I'm not certain. Um, I'm really never certain the best way of, of sort of, uh, you know, explaining what happened because there are different layers and, uh, you know, different elements and, and sort of periods on the, on the timeline um, were really about extremely different things. Um, and, um, you know, I, I think that at, at first it was really just a, a kind of, um, I was uh, frustrated over language that people use and the sort of register that, um, is employed in poetry uh, as, you know, to, to a degree, it, it, it's pretty normalized at this point. Um, and uh, this sort of uh, desire for there to be more uh, than, uh, you know, if, if every poem is, you know, this sort of like greatest powerful, then, you know, what does that even leave us with? And, and, and these are the right. sorts of questions that I'm most interested in. And I think that, um, you know, really, I, I think that I just sort of, you know, question sort of some of these assumptions that, that writers and poets um, have, have sort of built, um, built themselves up in, uh, in an industry that's, that's really pretty awful to exist in and cruel to exist within. Um, and it's, uh, I sort of go back and forth a little bit because I, I don't want to be in a place where I'm sort of like, like crushing people's dreams, but at the same point, you know, they're, they're going to crush their own dreams eventually if they don't sort of come to a, a better understanding of what it is they do. Um, right. you know, but I, I said that, you know, poetry wasn't really powerful. Um, I said that in, in 240 characters, so I wasn't able to... <laughs> write an essay um right. you know, my, my mistake mm -hmm. with all of this was that I didn't write an essay that would have been read by four people it would have been non-controversial because I would have been able to go into all of the stuff that people are like you don't you're ignorant of this stuff it's like no I'm not ignorant it's just not what I'm talking about right now and 
Right. You know, I usually prior to that tweet, I had, um, you know, a little under like 2000 followers. There were maybe like half a dozen people who interacted with my stuff on any kind of regular basis. Um, right. Uh, and, um, you know, one of the most interesting parts of all of this for me was, um, uh, this was just an incredibly jarring way for me to learn that, uh, people take me seriously and that I have a certain amount of power in this world. I, I had no idea that that was the case prior to this. Right. Well, when you tweeted that out, did you see it as a cynical tweet or just an honest tweet? I mean, it's... Honesty is a sort of a difficult discourse to work within because it's incredibly subjective. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't know if it was honest as much as it was frustrated. Um, you know, definitely, I, I'm a very frustrated writer. I always have been. Um, you know, what I do. You're an amazing is, writer. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I. You really. I your poetry is stunning. Yeah, I, very powerful. Um, it, it's generally not very popular though um <laughs> but it's honest it's it you yeah, can tell you write from your soul you. that's what i love mm -hmm. that's what we loved about it as we were doing our research and reading about your it's you and to me that's what poetry represents whether you uh whether somebody agrees or disagrees about the impact of a poem or poems it's the thing is is it representing the poet, which I felt it does so, so your work so beautifully and so articulately. And at least that's what I personally came away with as we were reading some of your collections and some of your poems that were published, you know? So we were just like, well, good or bad, whoever agrees, disagrees, it's so you. And that's the most you can ask for from a poet and their poetry, right? I, I think that that's, yeah, absolutely, thank you. Um, and I think a huge part of um, sort of what I do is, is really based in the fact that I don't want to be a poet. Um, I really don't oh, want to be a poet. Really? Um, really? Oh, that's no, interesting. I, you have talent, like unbelievable talent. I, I love writing. I want to be mm -hmm. a writer. Um, I mm -hmm. just, I really don't like this thing we call poetry. I think it's, it's too insular. Um, it's, it's really trendy. Um, you know, it sort of doesn't get put forth in that kind of a way, but it, it is, it's become more and more intertwined with ideas of performance that I'm just, I, I don't have a negative mm -hmm. view of it. I enjoy performance. Um, it's just right. not what I do. I don't write for, you know, a stage. I don't imagine, you know, my, my, my pieces of writing, um, you know, existing orally or verbally, um, you know, mm -hmm. that they exist on the page. And I think that when you take them off the page and you try to just say them to someone, um, it, it loses this ability to actually get into the language. And that's what I'm right. most interested in. And, um, you know, in terms of like, you know, my own reading and uh, the things that I'm, I'm most interested in myself, it tends to be stuff like, like uh, you know, critical theory and um, nonfiction. I like right. history yeah. and, and sort of mm -hmm. like everything that isn't poetry. Poetry is this um, I mean, I really see poetry as sort of the, the, the slag of the intellectual process. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's sort of these cast-offs that are, are incredibly useful. And, um, you know, if we wanted to, to put this into like an archaeological context, right. um, you know, you can tell a lot about a society, a site, you know, whatever it is based on 
uh, you know, sort of the, the discarded remnants, the little little pieces of, uh, you know, a casting process that just get thrown on the floor and buried. Um, right. And I, I think that that's, you know, sort of a lot of what poetry and, and um, uh, you know, sort of short writing is about, uh, you know, looking mm -hmm. into sort of like micro fiction, sort of some flash fiction, things right. like that. It's sort of, you know, we have ideas, we think about things, they mm -hmm. roll themselves around in, the, in, in our head. Um, and then they end up um, getting worked out. We have to we have to figure out what they mean, and we have to figure out how we mm -hmm. feel about them. Um, right. And so we we write things. Um, yeah. You know, and a lot of people do the same thing by having conversations with their with their friends mm -hmm. or or something like that. So um, you know, yeah. my my poems are are sort of slag, and and I think um, you know you can look at um, at first and then, which was my my first book. It's probably the you hold that book. up, sweetie. Sure, of course. It's a, a phenomenal book, guys. Phenomenal. Yeah. At first and then, and we will it's leave the phenomenal. links in our description when this interview airs, so so people can yes, check it absolutely. out. Yes, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm Daniel. Yeah, I, I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, we want no, you no, to no. talk. This is we want, we this want, is about you. Like yeah. I just want to yeah. get before we go on because we're going to get onto all of this. I just want to finish about the tweet and why you were fired from a prominent magazine out of New York. And then we'll move on and we are going to go through Going so forward. much today. Yeah. yeah. If we don't want to make um, this all about that. Mm -hmm. Right. But, you know, it was a, it was a, like you said, you didn't know how much power you had until you tweeted that. And I think it's phenomenal. I mean, they, they wrote yeah. about it in the Times Literary Supplement. I know. They're like, that was yeah, like, right? ah, girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, so is it safe to say like, you wouldn't have thought because you just, said like you never thought one tweet could have that much power how surprised like were you like were you like stunned and thought how did this happen like I just posted a you know my your own personal thoughts and you weren't even targeting like say an individual or skin color right you know stuff that's controversial it was your thoughts about good point now so it's like why are they so much why is there so much like I even I couldn't understand even though I that was I didn't 100% agree myself but I was like mm -hmm. still that's her opinion. It's a very intelligently put opinion. Why are they, why is this even happening? Well, I mean, there's sort of two levels of this. The, the first is that, um, you know, prior to this, my tweets didn't get tons of traction. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe I'd, I'd throw out like writing tricks and, and editing tips and things like that. And maybe, you know, hundreds of people would like it. Um, but that's pretty right. standard in writing Twitter. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's a little bit of a funny story from my perspective because I, um, sure. on, on most Fridays, which is the day that this happened, um, I, I go in for a minor um, sort of procedure for a little while and then I come out in the afternoon. Um, I had fired this out sort of before I went in for this, this little procedure um, mm -hmm. and I, I had sort of expected um, it to you know, six people like it, whatever, um, you know, a couple <laughs> right. of people who I know yeah. and yeah. I'm friends with started yeah. talking to me about it. And I started talking back. Um, right. and then I, I went into this appointment, don't have my phone, not looking at anything for a while. And I came out to it blowing up. And at that point I, I just sort of muted it and said, I'm done with this. Wow. Um, right. Yeah. And it was, it was really, really sort of weird with that. Um, but it, it also, you know, after it blew up, it, it, it didn't really surprise me that, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of poets reacted to it negatively because I was calling out the, 
these sort of the truth you know, self delusions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an awful industry. It's it's really really hard to get anywhere, and we we sort of tell ourselves little stories mm-hmm. about um, you know why that's the case and you know why that's okay. It's the right. function of mythology, more or less, and, and we have our own mythology. But if it was your private account, I don't understand why they felt the need to dismiss you. You were a, a, a assistant editor on the magazine, correct? Uh, I was a, a co-lead poetry editor. <laughs> wow. Right. Wow. Yeah. And just because you tweeted something personal on your personal account, they let you go. It's, I mean, that, that's something that's incredibly complicated, incredibly complicated. And um, sort of that's the, the loci in all of this where, um, you know, th- th- there is actually some concerning stuff that, that was going on. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really feel like I'm necessarily at liberty to, you know, sort of mm-hmm. speak sure. about a right. lot of that stuff. Yeah. Right. Um, and, yeah. you know, I can tell you that the sort of, you know, that this narrative of like, you know, uh, you know, me being sort of dismissive of, um, you know, various minority experiences, like it could All not paid. be further right. from the truth. Yeah. Like, no. you know, but those are back and behind the scenes things that like, mm-hmm. you know, people are never no, no, going to see. Yeah. I'm not in the, right. in the business of sort of calling people out like that. We get it. We get it. We get it. Yeah, we get there's it. nothing in your tweets ever that I've seen, even before that, as well as after, about any minority, any person, any individual. I've never seen it. So I don't know where that narrative comes from because it's straight up false. Well, that's yeah. the problem with Twitter. You can put anything on there and people will, half of them will believe it and half of them won't. But, you know, true yeah. false is a, is a dichotomy all of it on its own. And mostly it has to do with what we believe and how we feel mm-hmm. about that belief. Mm-hmm. Something right. is true because we feel that it's true to us. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it sort of gets into this, you know, I, I want to respect that. Like, you know, if someone feels like something is true, then, you know, it's true for them. And you, you have to deal with that. And, and that's how things become true for society as a whole is, is that exactly. enough people right. feel that they're true. And, and so it becomes true. And we're in an age that, you know, that, that's just how our society works. And I, I think that part of this right. is people pushing back on the idea that that's how our society works now. They don't want it to work that way, but it, it does. That's, mm-hmm. that's a great point. You know, it's that a poem a because we, we call it a poem. It's not a poem because no. poetry <laughs> is this well-defined thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. And it's like, so you do this and, and everything happens. But one thing that I noticed, and this is something that I've, may even sound really repetitive saying because i keep seeing this you soldiered on an array of tweets after that you you moved on subsequent tweets they were so classy so dignified at least i thought so just i did too yeah was that easy to do like even even i saw one of your tweets where even you said that hey guys this is bigger than you all are making it out to be or so, something I'm mm-hmm. paraphrasing, but you put out a couple of tweets like that. Was that easy to do? To- so easy to do that because the whole thing was ridiculous. Mm. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I love the you. whole thing you're, was a joke. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. as long as I treated it like a joke and didn't go after people, then, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, okay. I clearly ended up in a much better p- position now than I was, you know, a month ago now. Right. Did, did, did you, I mean, that's another thing, right? That's the weird thing is there may have been people who disagreed, but that also gained you the whole experience, a lot of followers as well, right? Like me and Rini. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
people know who I am. Like, like very important people know who I am now. Um, Has that benefited you? Do you think? I I mean, mean, as far as like, are you getting job offers and? Yeah. I mean, there's been a small benefit to it. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's, well, it it's should not like benefit my career you. is taking off or anything like that. Well, no, it should benefit you because, yeah. you know. Or if it doesn't, why not? it doesn't. It is what it is. It's what the universe has planned. Yeah. I mean, I would have been perfectly happy if, you know, this had been, you know, if, if, if this had just sort of gone away. It is what it yeah. is. None of this affects, like, you know, what I write or how I write it or, you know, where I send stuff or you know, both mm-hmm. of my publishers are, have been incredibly supportive throughout all of this. And mm-hmm. why should they? I sold a lot of books, you know? Yeah. That's good. But, that's good. And yeah, that's is good. that something so you would like, um, I guess every everybody functions uh, differently individually, but is that something you'd advise if somebody ever uh, ended up in a similar position, not necessarily saying that tweeted something controversial, but whatever, they do something and it gets a reaction that they don't expect, whether it's a tweet or anything else. Is that what you would tell them to like, you know, just kind of retain their confidence a bit and sort of move forward, you know, not dwell too much on it. Is that something that you would, you know, tell others or does it really just depend on the individual and how they handle their personal uh, issues? It's it's really up to the individual and, and um, you know, that there's, there's rarely such a thing as a one size fits all solution to any kind of problem, really. Um, You know, everything has to do with how, you know, the the individual is situated. And, um, you know, I I don't know, like, like, you know, if there's any advice, it would be like, like, you know, just put it down and walk away. That's the only sort of short fire thing that you can do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, sort of, uh, as the kids say, I think like like tweeting through it is um, yeah, mm-hmm. the you best. know it's it's yeah. it's not always. I, well, I, I think mm-hmm. it's a dangerous thing to do. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. a dangerous thing to yeah. do, and and you know, I I used to drive race cars. I like choosing the dangerous thing. You drove, yeah. We saw that. Yeah, you, we you, saw like your family was involved. You, yeah, right in race yeah. cars. That is incredible. That, yeah, I, I was involved in a in a very very small way. Um, I don't talk about it a lot because a lot of it was illegal mm-hmm. back then. Um, <laughs> well, and, um, you know, I'm from my New husband, England. he'll represent you. <laughs> you know, I, I'm from New England, and we don't exactly have a huge motorsports scene up here. Um, and so, you know, we sort of get mm-hmm. what we can get. Um, right. And uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, so I, it was in New England. It wasn't in uh, Florida, because we saw that you um, had tweeted to your dad. We did it, Daddy. Um, so that, that was actually, um, the winner of, uh, one of the NASCAR Talladega race races, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. back on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it was a tiny, tiny, uh, little family team. It's this guy mm-hmm. who's the driver and, you know, it's sort of like him and his dad are the team. Mm-hmm. Um, um, they are very yeah. underfunded. Uh, um, you know, they're not winners, uh, Ever, per se. Really. Yeah. <laughs> and right. they won one of the biggest races, you know, <gasps> oh, it was incredibly, that's so incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was just a really touching yeah. emotional moment, you know, to mm-hmm. see the, the actual culmination of someone's entire dreams right there. Like, like all of this kid's dreams right here 
came true. Right. What was his name? I forgot. Uh, Brandon Brown. <laughs> Brandon Brown. You guys watch Brandon Brown. He's up in County. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a good guy. Yeah, I don't know, but it's That's awesome. NASCAR and writers don't usually mix. It's a you know a politics thing usually, and it's it can yeah. be a little difficult to like as a politics. You know. <laughs> so, has your um, view of motion uh, of uh, social media changed since you tweeted that out? I mean, you know, you you kind of blew up there. And are you happy that happened? Or are you kind of wishing you were kind of still in the shadows? I mean, I, I wish that it hadn't happened. It was just a, a lot of nonsense and annoyance for no reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it, it, it's, I, I really enjoyed being at Barron. I, I, you know, really enjoy editing. Um, I, I miss it. I wish that that had turned out very differently. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 I don't think that it was worth it. And I think that it was a lot of annoyance for, for it was unnecessary, the whole thing. Yeah. Right. I don't, yeah. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, I've been stirring the pot a little bit more like recently, but I, I generally don't want to. And, and so much of this right. is like the online persona where you see the tip of the iceberg that has to do with this one specific subject. And mm -hmm. yeah, I don't right. know. Yeah. Well, um, Neil and I really like to focus on mental health and, you know, social media. And um, do you think social media is uh, good for your mental health or? Uh, Awful. <laughs> yeah. Or it just depends. It's really, Awful. yeah. Awful. Yeah. I've been on social media from the, the beginning. Um, you know, I'm a um, sort of an elder millennial. I have much more Gen X kind of. Uh, you look 35. <laughs> You look like you're 35. I am turning 35 <laughs> for the. Uh, well, you time. made it sound like you were going to oh, go. The, no, that, that reminds us. That reminds us. Uh, when this airs, your yes. birthday will have just passed. So happy, happy birthday, early Danielle. birthday! Yeah, yeah happy birthday! Um, yeah, yeah. So, you guys, when you when you see this, when you when you see this, uh, and it's uploaded, please in the comments, please wish Danielle. Wish a very Danielle happy birthday! Happy birthday, happy birthday kiddo! Thank you. Yeah. Um, 29 again. That's what I say. 29 again. Yeah. yeah 29 again. You know, I, uh, I'm, ben I'm Benjamin Button. <laughs> I, I, I realized I, I had um, dinner with my parents recently, um, you know, sort of a, a birthday dinner type of thing. Mm -hmm. Very, very chill in this age of uh, pandemics. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I realized, uh, you know, at that point that, that where I learned that I should turn 35 three times was from my mm -hmm. mother. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm becoming my mother and, and I'm not we all do. that anymore. We all do. We all do. It's inevitable. I find things coming out of my mouth. My mother said to me, and my daughter looks at me and said, I'm never saying that to my child. And I said, ah, ah, I'll take that bet. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you said that um, a minute ago, like, you know, social media is just awful as far as mental health. And certainly, Rini and I can relate because we've both had our issues. We certainly know you have. Um, so is it, would you say, just a necessity that people, it's, yes, it's not, it may not do a lot of good, but in the 21st century of where we are now, is it just one of those evil necessities that people just for awareness? And if you want any kind of awareness of what you're doing, then you kind of have to be on there. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, 
I mean, it's sort of that exactly. I mean, it is what it is. It's the new public square. Mm -hmm. If you want to engage, um, you know, there are also there's also such an incredible swath of activities on the internet. Um, right. You know, people can be on, on social media and, you know, not experience that stuff because what they do is something a little different. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there, I, I, I know that like at the beginning of the pandemic, for example, um, you know, everything was just so stressful and there was so much worry um, and that was really not doing well with my own, um, you know, my own like mental health struggles and my like really high anxiety that I often have. Um, and uh, yes. so I went and I made a new Reddit account and mm. I, uh, I followed a whole bunch of subreddits, like, you know, the ones that are like, you know, pictures of cute animals. Mm. Right. Like, yeah. you know, uh, our mascot's still like, sleeping. We have a mascot, my puppy Kona. Oh, you would die over her. But she's yeah. still sleeping. Kona! Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring her I'm, in. I'm surprised that one of the, the cats hasn't um, oh, I've got sneak in here. And, I got, got cats. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you went to Reddit and you kind of just... I put together just like a happy thing. And then like, you yeah. know, that's a healthy way to use social media. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when right. I'm exactly. feeling down and, and overwhelmed, I go and I just be like, oh, cute puppies. Oh, cute puppies. Like, There's a rabbit. This is wonderful. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And um, they do have some cute ones. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think that um, one of the essential things that uh, sort of the internet's that has taken away from us is accountability. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, I think a a different kind of um, unpopular opinion that I have is that, um, I mean, I've been on the internet since the Day one. late nineties <laughs> and um, internet friendships are ephemeral and they can go away in a moment. Mm -hmm. And um, right. I've experienced it over and over and over again. And mm -hmm. um, I I've just watched so many people getting burned by stuff like that. And it, mm -hmm. it's sort of this, this over investment in a space that is incredibly fragile. Right. And um, so is writing your, uh, is writing catharsis for you? I mean, is that what you, when you wrote your book in, and uh, I'm sorry, I'm having a brain. Yeah. At person then, thank you. Thank you. The sun's just coming up. No. <laughs> so early for but, you. Thank you. No, that's okay. No, I'm honored to do this. You really sparked some feelings in Neil and I that, you know, yeah. just was the of the utmost respect. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you were just being honest or, you know, a pin, you just gave a little piece of your, you know, op opinion about something and it went wild and i think that's yeah. wild Whoa. yeah yeah so is writing like you said you don't like poetry but you love to write i mean, I, I like poetry i i genuinely mm -hmm. enjoy yeah. poetry i yeah. maybe the the more accurate thing to say is that i can't stand poets i just can't stand <laughs> poets. no i i always have i've no. never been friends with poets um i don't right. want to be um you know eventually it just it comes to to a head and mm -hmm. I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Like I can have professional relationships. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But like, right. You know, these sort of like, I met my best friend on, you know, absolutely not. 
But you are so talented and have Mm -hmm. such a great personality. And I want to be your friend. And I'm not a poet, so we can be friends. (laughs) No, I am not. She is really good. Oh my God, I put a few thoughts in my head on a piece of But as you would say, Danielle, maybe you would say, that's not poetry, it's her thoughts. It's my thoughts. (laughs) That's all it is. Yeah. I don't fool myself. I, I painted these paintings up here. I don't know if you can see it. I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist. I just, it's just creativity that I like to, Yeah, but you, you know, are an artist. On I mean, canvas. How, how else do you define that? If you created that, you're an artist. It doesn't matter. Everyone's well, an artist. Art is a... We all base. have a bit of, yeah. yeah. We all Art have is a, a base enough. human experience. We all create. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Someone we give me that pen. <laughs> I need to write. It, it's so easy. Your pen. This comes back to. Just... I'm sorry. sorry go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I... Oh, I was just going to say, is it safe to say as we're talking, I get the feeling that maybe it's not, there's nothing, it's not so much about poetry itself. It's more about the categorization of, oh, this falls under this thing. That's what you're having more of an issue with. It's not simply, oh God, I hate, no, of course not. We're all expressing ourselves and perhaps the issue is this categorization and what does that categorization mean? And it's it's not exactly, is is the sort of, it's a a, a functional thing. You know, art is a functional Mm -hmm. thing Um, and, you know, the more sort of, uh, you know, divine inspiration and, and everything that we, we sort of ascribe to this that doesn't have a human hand, um, mm-hmm. you know, the less that we actually control any of this. And um, right. yeah, yeah, I think um, I've sort of lost the thread of this, but um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree. I absolutely do. I, I mean, I have ADHD, it's awful. So you know, I've been, I've been actually holding, um, catharsis, Maureen, um, you know, in my, mm-hmm. in my head, uh, mm-hmm. cause I wanted to come back to that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a big thing with, with my approach to poetry is it's, it's, it's not really emotional. Um, you know, at first and then is a wild departure from what I usually do as a writer. Um, and it was sort of me going into a confessional mode and a personal mode mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I am usually incredibly loath to put myself in because mm-hmm. um, I I don't want to be the product. Um, I'm a very private person. My life is my life. Um, you know, not but, anymore. <laughs> but, but it is. It, it is. Yeah. I mean, I can make right. that choice based on mm-hmm. what I talk about here. And, you know, what I put out into the world, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I also think that the self is pretty boring. Um, I don't think that people really care about me as much as like what they see in themselves in me. Um, mm-hmm. I ascribe to a, a fairly, um, uh, you, you could even say it's a, you know, it's, it's sort of a fairly uh, radical version of sort of death of the author. Um you know, once I've written something and it's, you know, published and out in the world and other people are reading it, I I have no control over it. Um, You know, I have no control over, over what it means, like, like how they take it, what they do with it, no control whatsoever. And so, you know, I'm not going to fret over that. Um, You know, there's, I'm sort of very against the idea of sort of meaning in poetry because, um, I don't think it's something that we can control. I can have every intent for a piece to say one thing, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, 
it really doesn't matter because as soon as it's out of my hands, it's, it's out of my hands and whatever right. the reader takes from it, they're going to take from it. And, and so, yeah. you know, I, I try to sort of approach a lot of my work in that kind of a way, knowing that like, you know, the more specific I try to be, uh, mm-hmm. the less successful it, it, it will be as a piece of writing overall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a very healthy view. I really do. Yeah, it's very healthy to look I at. I really do. I think that's a very there, there psychology always is that temptation, especially when you're dealing with to write it all out. Be, because there's that temptation of, oh, I want, you know, I want to tell my story. For some people, it is to tell their story, not knowing that, okay, but your story may not always be received the way you see it. You know, it's like you just said. Once you put it out there, people are going to think what they want to think. People are going to have their own interpretation of it. And it's also, I think that people can, can sometimes forget um, how sort of fixed in place a lot of writing is. Um, the entirety of At First and Then was written over a period of, I, I usually say like eight months, but um, you know, 80% of the works in there were probably composed in like this four month period. Um, it was a really okay. bang, 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 bang. Um, you know, I sort of had this story, I wanted to tell it. Um, and I guess the the ironic part is that um, I, you know, I, I'm a trans woman and mm-hmm. I wrote this, you know, at first and then is sort of the story of my transition, but mm-hmm. it's also, it's the story of like the first year and a half of my transition in which like things were actually happening. And right. then sort of at that point, like it just stopped sort of being a concern to me. And, um, right. you know, I, I walk into the world and I am categorized as a woman and you're I, a beautiful woman. Thank you. You really thank are. You, you know, the, the, the zoom, um, smoothing feature is like my favorite. Thing oh, I know. Right. It lets I'm me 75 you know, myself. But. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't have to wear makeup for stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's great. And I don't since the pandemic masks yeah. and, and I know plastic. I know I the only time I'm on yeah I have makeup on is when I'm on Zoom <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. otherwise mascara I was running around I was just like oh I'll throw on some mascara and do my lips okay mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah wow. but it, it's only you, I'm really. with you. yeah um I know just get those eyes a little what were we talking about I'm sorry that totally uh, we were talking about um uh yeah you know, you're writing where's something, my brain <laughs> just writing and putting it out there and then letting yeah. it go basically let like it, everything what it yeah, leads simmer. to and you know I, I can sort of um I, I want to sort of bring it back also to this idea that like you know my approach is healthy um because mm-hmm. I I do I'm, I'm very interested in sort of discussing um you know mental health because I've had a lot of mental health struggles in my life um you know oh. I still do um but they're like so so much more managed at this point for me um mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm pretty happy with where I am it's I'm I'm pretty Mm -hmm. stable but um you know a lot of my beliefs come from you know sort of being through emotionally the worst of this um it's really really funny but I um I'm not on Facebook that much anymore but every once in a while I have to you know go in there to do something um and I, I popped in there and they had the like like you know the the uh you know these are your memories from uh, yeah. they, they had something from mm-hmm. 11 yeah. years ago and it was um, right. right after I had quit writing for the first time and it was like I, I said something along the lines of like like 
11 years ago, a few days ago, um, uh, you know, I, I wish I could be a poet again. <laughs> oh. And um, yeah, but I, I was sort of, um, it was a mixture of things. And, and, and the, the largest thing that happened was that like, like my mental health was so bad that I couldn't keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I, I had to sort of detach from, I think I just all just sort of start more from the beginning. Um, you know, I, I, I don't have an MFA. Um, I was incredibly lucky that my, um, my undergraduate advisor was Carolyn Forche. And so I, um, you know, sort of, I, I was taught by, you know, a famous poet and my undergrad was just this constant where, where, Where'd you go to school? Uh, it was at Skidmore. Oh, okay. That's in, yeah. It's Saratoga New Springs, England. New York. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, New York. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Pretty much New England, but New York isn't New England. Um, no. As someone from Massachusetts, <laughs> I want to be very, very clear about that. Um, yeah, um, but uh, I mean, it was, you know, I spent a lot of time, you know, with people like, uh, you know, Bob Pinsky and, um, you know, Margaret Atwood came through at one point and, wow. um, you know, wow. just sort of like the caliber of folks. Yeah. Um, as, wow. a, uh, as an undergrad student, I attended the New York State Summer Writing Institute and spent two weeks with Henri Cole. Um, so, you know, wow. I sort of had this, I, I was very much groomed to sort of, uh, you know, step into uh, the writing world as it existed sort of 15 years ago, which was a lot more elitist mm-hmm. and, um, you know, we didn't really have this host of online platforms that would, uh, you know, that would really like, you know, create the accessibility. Um, I, I knocked my microphone. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know. Don't worry about it. That's fine. That's fine. I just had a really awful experience because um, uh, Carolyn had to uh, leave my senior year. Um, and uh, the individual who was, you know, fairly accomplished, um, who took over, um, sat me down at the beginning of the year um, after I had provided my writing sample for, you know, the sort of capstone project and everything. And I was told to my face, um, I can't work with you if you're going to write like this. And that's a direct quote because it's seared into my head. Um, And I just sort of I was struggling a lot. Like, you know, this was back when I was still a boy. Um, I had sort of held myself together, um, you know, through my schooling and then like everything fell apart with me. I I became incredibly disassociated. Um, My sort of control freak uh, coping mechanisms all fell apart. Um, I I had actually, uh, I I was on campus working for residential life uh, for, about four or five months after I graduated, um, you know, I, I did end up in this place where I, um, you know, was told that they wouldn't work with me in the way that I had been working for years to develop. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I sort of, you know, I graduated, um, I did a few small things. I started a little like chapbook press to publish a few small, very small run books, um, for some friends and people that I admired, um, you know, in a, in a very Mm. local scene. Um, and then I just sort of stopped because, you know, like, like this was the day of, if you were a writer and you were submitting things, everything was a a self-addressed stamped envelope. Um, Mm. 
most of the time you didn't even hear anything back. Um, like everything was like high caliber. Um, you didn't have these tiny, tiny little accessible magazines that you could just sort of like get stuff in and start a career. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I, I wrote it all off. I had a whole career, um, you know, in, in a, in a corporate world. And, um, yeah, I, I sort of ended up, um, you know, stopping that, uh, something like eight, nine years ago, um, eight years ago now, I think. Um, and then eventually I, I ended up coming back to writing. Um, but I mean, I, I guess that it's healthy because I have been really hurt by this stuff before. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, come up with a, a set of rules that keeps me from being hurt again. And sort right. of this distance and detachment from the emotional angle of this is, is part of that. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I still get very frustrated and, and sad about, um, you know, how difficult uh, this line of work can be for people. Um, mm -hmm. right. You know, being a writer is thankless and really, really yeah. tough. And totally. I constantly am just like, oh my gosh, this isn't even worthwhile. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know the feeling. I know that yeah. feeling. Oh, yeah. you're a phenomenal journalist, yeah. Patty. Yeah. Can, can I ask uh, just one more thing before we uh, get to, to the poem reading? Uh, how did you, you mentioned then you slowly got back? Was there a specific moment when you got back? Like, how did that happen? To, or was it just organically over time? It was a little bit of a process. Um, okay. And uh, sort of the first thing that happened was that um, it, it's a it, it's a little little fun story, but. Um, so when I sort of began my transition, I started sort of seeking out um, stories mostly um, and, and like genre fiction that uh, would be a little bit more representative. Um, you know, I wanted to sort of see myself in these books. Um, and so I started seeking it out and I started, you know, sort of looking at, you know, what was really a lot of like very indie self-published literature and everything like that. Right. And, you know, I kept sort of starting books and then like getting a few pages into it and just being like, oh gosh, I could do this better. This is awful. Um, and so I started yeah. writing, um, you know, like a, a little fantasy novel. Um, and uh yeah, it sort of just eventually led me back to like, like, you know, why am I doing this? I'm a poet. I can do like <laughs> poetry. Um, right. And I, I started all of this. Um, I think it was at the sort of the beginning of 2019. I decided that like, like, oh, okay, you know, my goal is that I, I want to publish one poem to prove mm -hmm. to myself that I can. Right. Um, and then it's just sort of been a little bit of a runaway truck ever since then um that's great i really great i, I wish that there well, was you more... are an incredible writer yeah yeah it's yeah, so deep you. your writing your your poetry your the every, intellect I mean, in it yes i i believe you're that very is an intellectual activity in you that. are very intellectual yeah. i'm like honey what yeah. does this mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm most interested in theory. My, my, my governing question is how do things work? Because if we don't understand how things work, mm -hmm. we are going to get outcomes that we don't desire. Mm -hmm. right. And I mm -hmm. think that's a huge so part true. of all of my like, you know, controversial tweets. Pointing yeah. out that the world doesn't work the way that you think that it does. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. causes us right. harm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think, so well you know, if there's any bit of advice for anyone like, like who's, who's struggling in this world, 
read Warren Bravant and, and try to figure out how this world works. That's a Cedric great Masumi piece of advice. That, That's a great piece of advice. So apt, right? Yeah. Right. And I don't want to end this conversation because you really are an amazing person to talk to. So I'm going to beg you to come back. And thank you. And I would you read? We'd be honored if you read one of your poems for us. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm going to um, read this one from page six. It's um, called The Human Body Contains Enough Bones to Construct a Complete Skeleton. Yes, absolutely. And it is a lie to say that women have one additional rib, that they were raised from the earth sculpted in a garden like how we hang tomatoes. Remember how seeds are little moments of the possible, like asking what we desire of the things that grow inside of us. Maybe a fireplace filled with the family songs that were forgotten, a line of Rilke about bridges just off the tongue. And I talk about what I might contain I spill seeds and spit something out. If I were an electrical socket, I might call myself Lucent. But there are over 200 bones inside of me, and I cannot feel them unless they are broken. I could build a bridge from what I contain, just off the tongue, a way to cross a dangerous crevasse, to sing songs and sow seeds. I want us to raise from the earth, become a question for mathematics, like counting bones inside of a moving body, spinning like a sequin and then coming to rest complete. I dream that Adam was a liar and just wanted to feel less alone. That is, <laughs> wow. Oh my God, that is just beautiful. Yeah, it really is so deep and penetrates right right inside. I gotta tell you, I am so honored to have you on today, Danielle. You're an honest, um, forthright, um, talented, beautiful woman, and you're you. you're you you make this world a better place. I Definitely. I feel like we could we could have kept going for another hour or two. And I know we could have, honestly. I, I, I would be happy to sometime. Oh, yeah. you're definitely, We will please, definitely have you, have you back on at some back. point. I'll, I'll try to let, yeah. let you two, you all um, talk a little bit more next time. Oh yeah, no, 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 no this no, is no, about no. you. We need mm -hmm. the guests to talk, yeah. Neil goes like this, Rini. <laughs> I, I think the dialogue and exchange is the most important thing and or the most interesting thing in the world. Mm -hmm. I'm talking, as you yeah. can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a talker, but yes, yeah. you're right. Dialogue is the most interesting thing yeah. in the world that you can do, you know, yeah. and having informal conversations. And, and that's what we did today. And I'm honored yeah. that you were on, really. Yeah. And Thank you so much for having could me. Could you I please hold up your books? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you mind? My, my two short help. books. Tell people where they can find it, whether Amazon or any other link that you'd like yeah, to. Um, at First and Then, I think that Amazon has one copy right now, but they're usually out of stock lately. Um, uh, that First is <laughs> is available uh, directly from the publisher, Black Lawrence, okay. um, and then mm -hmm. the History of Mountains is available from Variant Literature. 
um, right. to incredible publishers. Uh, you know, if you do get something, um, anything else that they publish is going to be fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. We love those That's small awesome. businesses. We're, we're yeah. supporters of that. So yeah. go to your yeah. small bookstore, go to your, uh, you know, online uh, mom and pop stores and, you know, do it through them. It's as easy as pie, which I have delivered every day to my house. Probably it, no. <laughs> <That's easy. laughs> but, uh, well, you have a wonderful day, Danielle, and we will keep connected yeah. because, you know, you really are. All of her people, I'm telling you, she's a brilliant writer. A yeah. brilliant writer. So. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you so much yeah. for having me. Okay. A really wonderful time. Thank you. Right. We can't Thank wait you. to see you again. Talk soon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And a big thank you to Danielle Rose for joining us today. Want an exclusive sneak peek at our future guests? Go to our website, dailywisdomwords.com, where you'll have full access to our podcast page, which is updated every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific. The link of the podcast page is posted in the description. On that page, not only will you see who the upcoming guest is, but you'll also be able to leave a question for that guest. And you'll also be able to submit any feedback you have for us. We want to hear from you. We want to thank everyone for joining us today. If you are a writer and not a member of dailywisdomwords.com, sign up today for just only $10 a lifetime membership. No dues, take part in our active writing blogs, groove to a little music, build your own social media profile and meet and then interact with other writers just like you. Once again, that's dailywisdomwords.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at all the links listed below. And don't forget to hit like on this video and subscribe to this channel so you never miss an episode. And if you want to show us a little extra love, we also have a link for donations in the description. Thank you, everyone, once again, and we will join you next week. Bye.